You're listening to the Russell Bread Podcast. That's a shit. How many red carpets you guys want to walk in your $4,000 ridiculous heels? You will never be able to lace up my Chuck Taylor. This is your fault. This is your fault. I didn't get mad when you stole all my moves. Your daddy's not here anymore. It's, how was your movie, by the way? Oh, I missed it. I, my, mine went straight to DVD, just like yours. Careful you don't hurt your neck again going through those ropes. Oh, snap. Something that I noticed, first of all, do you see how seamless that intro went? Did you notice? That intro did not replay again because somebody has fixed the technical difficulty. Yeah! 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 I would like to uh, say slightly fuck Verizon. I don't know how my Wi-Fi is stronger than me plugging the cable into my computer thinking that would make shit faster but for some reason um it's faster on my wi-fi i switched to the wi-fi the hubs was like maybe you should switch to the wi-fi so i switched to the wi-fi and all of a sudden the wi-fi like everything's working properly like yeah i mean i'm not understanding what's going on but anyway my name is JB, the first effing lady of the Bloodline Entertainment Network, and this is episode 196 of the Russell Bread Podcast, Tribal Combat! Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, y'all know the rest of the theme. Uh, I'm not even going to go through it all. But yes, um, happy Thursday. It is a, uh, it's an interesting day. The Braves are out. I'm wearing a Cowboys hat. Uh, hoping that they get a playoff win this year. My hat is crooked. What is going on with me? There we go. Um, hoping they get a playoff win. Maybe two if we're a little bit spicy or something like that. Um, but yeah, I am, first of all, I'm very happy that there are no technical difficulties. And uh, look at this. Boom. You know, let's see if the... If the comment pops right up, shout out to all my early folks. Yes, it is. The, the comment popped right up. Shout out to all my early folks. Ben Buster. Be sure to check out the director's cut. Okay. If you are if you are a fan of movies, entertainment, things like that, that is the guy to check out. Hail the First Lady, JD. What is going on, Graydon? And then, of course, Mr. Psycho Dom, the prediction champion. Um as of what was that money in the bank so squires and ladies are presenting jd family feud champion slayer fast money the first fucking lady and queen of philadelphia long may she reign yeah if you didn't if you guys did not check out the gaming game nights with the bloodline we played family feud a lot of fun definitely it was a dream of mine to um be on family feud and you know how it is back in the 90s. You watch Family Feud. You watch The Price is Right. You watch Wheel of Fortune. Jeopardy's a bit iffy. Jeopardy's for the really, really smart people. I don't like watching Jeopardy because sometimes Jeopardy, you think you know the answer and then it's something completely different. 
So I didn't watch Jeopardy like that. But like Will of Fortune, Family Feud, Game Sharks. Whoa, I'm about to go backwards with you guys. Um, Crush Your Luck. Password. Okay. Uh, 25,000 Pyramid, I think it was called. What? The lineup of the 90s. This may be the tangent of the episode of us going through all the great game shows from back in the day. Um, yeah. Uh, Graydon says, Jester Dom. <laughs> he says, you will address me as the hand of the queen, G, or just champ. They're both accurate. Shout out to Courtney. Thank you so much for coming in just in time because he's just in time. Salute first effing lady. Thank you so much. Yep. We champ champs. And here goes the tribal chief of podcasting, Devil, 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 Devin. Whoa, Devin, not Devon. Devin, you did it first, lady. Yes, fix the issue, the technical difficulties. Um, you know, that fucking Verizon for some reason have stronger Wi Fi than the land cable. I'm not understanding that. I need somebody to uh, explain that to me. Um, like, I'm like, two seconds away from calling uh, fucking Verizon and just going Mom. that's right that's right call for your mama yeah uh, slight of warning since there is no delays with these clips you may see a couple of clips throughout the episode so be prepared uh, what's up Dylan shout out to Dylan of course what's good JD and then um they brought back Pressure Luck and 25,000 Pyramid recently. I did see that they brought back uh, 25,000 Pyramid recently. I didn't know they brought back Pressure Luck. Pressure Luck used to be my show. Pressure Luck, Card Sharks. I mean, when it, back when it was Game Show Network, what? Game Show Network was the jam. Okay, it was Lingo, you know, Pressure Luck, $25,000 Pyramid. Um, what else? There was a bunch of game shows that was on there that, you know, you sit there and check out. But yeah, oh my goodness. So I am, first of all, I am happy that there is no technical difficulties and I hope that everyone's doing well. Here in Philly, it is motherfucking nine o'clock Eastern Standard Time. The temperature is fucking 88 degrees. It feels like 95 outside. It's fucking hot here. Um, I have had the air conditioners on all day. So did, you know, I have air conditioners and pretty much every bedroom we had them bitches running all day it's gonna get hot again tomorrow and saturday like come on <laughs> what is going on <laughs> okay like seriously i need um i don't know what's going on with the sun um like uh, they did announce that there are aliens here i would like to ask them like do you guys know what the fuck is going on like where where what are we doing here? Like, why is it so damn hot here? Um, Courtney says it's hot as hell in Virginia. Triple digits. Like, that's, you can't go anywhere. Like, you can't go to the shore with triple digits. Like, you can't go to the shore. You can't do anything except for sit in the house under air conditioning and just literally running wherever you need to go. Like, it's it's too crazy around here it's too crazy like summer is almost over and there's things i want to do but it's like it's either been so hot or it's just been raining i'm terrified 
and see what my backyard looks like. I have a small backyard because it's Philly, but still, I'm terrified to see what it looks like. I'm stuck inside. We are all stuck inside. Like, I I like summer. I'm a spring type of gal. I like summer. It's just that, um, you know, I don't like I don't like the heat because in Philly, you know, it's, it's it's one thing. It's one thing to just be hot, you know, but in Philly, it's humid. So even if you're in the shade, you're still fucking sweating because it's just like, <gasps> like, it's too much. And it's just it's just crazy here. Uh, what's going on to Ivan? What's going on, fans? First lady in the house. Hell yeah. Thank you so much, though, for tuning in. What is going on? I hope you are doing well. Okay. Um, it's been it's been a bit of a interesting week, I have to say. Um, we had I didn't check out well, I checked out some of collision, but we had SmackDown, of course, with the tribal combat that has been announced. Um, I'm waiting for someone to put together the clip with Mortal Kombat music and and a whole thing of Roman Reigns and Uso and uh, Jimmy Uso. Like somebody need to do the voiceover, like Roman Reigns. You know what I mean? But I'm waiting for it. I know it's somewhere out there in the internet. Somebody is smart enough to have that done. Um. Also, side note. Um, I checked out Twisted Metal this show i only seen the first episode it wasn't i don't know i'm give. i'll give it a chance because as far as doing these live action video game adaptations um you know there's been a lot of uh misses <laughs> than uh hits um this has come from someone who watched um, Mario brought Super Mario Brothers, the movie back in the 90s, in the fucking theaters. We paid money to see that bitch. And just seeing, oh my gosh, that and pretty much every single time they tried to do a video game adaptation, dead or alive. Um, I think it was that they did too. And I think that was the one that had Kevin Nash or somebody in it. I checked that out in the theater. So, you know, when I heard that Twisted Metal was happening, of course, you know, I'm like, damn, I need to go play Twisted Metal 2. First of all, funny thing, they put Twisted Metal 2 for free on PlayStation Plus. So that's funny. Um, but the first episode wasn't too bad. Um, they made some changes, of course, but I'm mainly watching it because Samoa Joe is playing as sweet the body. He's playing the body of Sweet Tooth. Um, and then I like Anthony Mackie. And I just want to, I'm just hoping that they do good with this show. I'm gonna give it a chance, but we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Uh, Courtney said, I remember the Mario Brothers show. Yes. Ironically, that's what introduced me to uh Captain Lou. Uh, was the, the Mario Brothers show. I didn't even know he was a wrestler until later on because I saw I saw the Mario Brothers show before I, I started watching wrestling. And I was like, oh, there you go, right there. What's going on? What's, you know, cool. Uh, what's going on, Faction Cast Podcast? Thank you so much for tuning in. And then all the way from the future, the one, the man from down under, Thom, what is going on? What's up, JD? Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, but yeah, I watched the first episode. It was okay. It was, it wasn't like, oh my gosh, this is uh, so cool. I'm going to give it a chance. We'll see how it goes. 
Um, I mean, I don't even know how many episodes it is. I think the whole season is out. And I was like, I don't want to binge this. I want to just take it one episode at a time, reflect, and then see if I want to continue on from there. Uh, speaking of shows, they have been showing the um, trailer for the next season of Heels. I ain't even finished. I, I don't even know if I watch all of Heels the first season. Uh, but I saw a clip that uh, was floating around online that had um, CM Punk wrestling AJ Lee. Uh, she's like training, basically. Um, and she was introduced to, I think, as the main female character of the show. But yeah, we got CM Punk and AJ Lee in heels. And I think I think from the first season, there were other wrestlers that was in there. So I'll check out the first season before the second season comes in and yo streets what is going on thank you so much for tuning in thank you so much um but yeah we got heels coming up as well um also too a lot of people was wondering what is going on with rouge if he you know his contract is coming up and if he's going to go to wwe because his brother is in nxt or is he going to stay with AEW? and the dirt sheets was kind of like going back and forth back and forth about it and um Roosh answered that question by putting on Twitter a video of him signing the AEW contract and then hugging, okay, not shaking hands, but a complete hug with um Tony Khan. So yeah, so Roosh has re-signed, and Roosh also said that he is happy to be in AEW and this, that, and the third. But yeah, he put out a video of him re-signing the contract with Tony Khan. So there's that. Um, also with AEW, um, according to, there was a podcaster and author named Brian Solomon who tweeted that Bret Hart was offered to agent for, Bret Hart offered to agent for AEW, but was told the company only wanted to bring him in as a manager, which is like, I don't know. Listen, I'm a Bret Hart fan and everything. Um, I had a um, like little a little wrestling photo album scrapbook thing growing up, and I had a whole section for Bret Hart. But I Bret Hart shouldn't be no manager, not today. Like he's a great, great wrestler, very great technician. It promo wise, he wasn't the best, and I really and you know old Bret Hart now, Bret Hart now. Like he, he's pretty much like, he has that, uh, you know, I don't give a damn type of attitude. So it's like, I don't see him, I don't see him best as a manager. First of all, managers are give and take when it, nowadays, like not everybody can be Paul Heyman and, you know, and really be a great manager as far as lifting up the person that they are with. And we've seen kind of the track record of managers in AEW. There's a lot of managers and uh, and what lawyers and all that stuff in AEW. And it's just, it doesn't really work out. So I think Brahart is definitely best to be an agent. You want that mind back there backstage. Like you want someone like him to be able to talk to wrestlers, especially the younger wrestlers who don't have as much experience in front of a camera or, you know, wrestling in front of a bunch of people. You want someone like him back there to kind of like coach and help along. Like you want as many legends as coach, not as a manager. Like, come on, 
Vince McMahon, what is going on here? You want him as just a manager? And then the crazy thing is that he offered to be an agent. Like, he wants to work with you. Let him. You know what I mean? Um, let's see. And then, um, first of all, I need, I need Tony Khan to remember that there is a two pay-per-views that's coming, but I'll get into that when I talk more about um, AEW. Um, as we saw, switching over to, um, actually, there's one more news with AEW. Um, no surprise here, but the bed and nails from um, Blood and Guts was John Moxley's idea. Um, Brian Danielson hopes he can wrestle uh, Coda at a certain point, but we'll see about that. So now, switching over to WWE, um, yeah, Courtney, that is disrespectful. Someone you have a legend, the absolute legend, offering to be an agent to help you out backstage, and you're telling him, tell him, like, no, I'd rather you be a manager. And ser- like, all respect, Brahart was not the best with promos back in the day. He was great in the ring and everything like that, but the promo skills, especially under t- with today, the way that they, they do promos today, it's not going to work. Um, as we saw that, um, in a segment that Shotzi had cut off her hair after um, Bailey and EO, uh, EO Sky, I'm about to say EO Shirai, EO Sky had cut off a piece of her hair, which usually means, you know, someone's going to come out with a new hairstyle. But actually, uh, Shotzi cut off all her hair. And this was in support of her sister, um, who is um, going through cancer treatments. Uh, so, you know. Shout out to Shotzi for doing that. That's a complete badass move. But I hope that her sister is doing very well with cancer. Cancer fucking sucks. I hate cancer. Um, you know, if I can, if they if they ever find the cure to the cancers, that would be like fucking amazing. Um, but you know, thoughts and prayers go to you know Shotzi's sister as she goes through the treatments. Courtney say love Shotzi. Shotzi is so cool. I uh. I loved when she came out with the tank. I hope that, you know, with her getting her hair cut, that they're going to do a little bit more with her. We'll see. Um, also, too, with Brian Pillman Jr., his contract has expired. Um, there's thoughts that he may be going to WWE. Um, he was seen at the WWE Performance Center. So we'll see what they do. WWE is usually, I mean, yeah, WWE is usually good with second, second and third generation wrestlers. Um, so we'll see how they're going to use him there. I'm going to guess that more likely he is going to be an NXT, you know, kind of build him up because while he definitely has the name and the look because of his dad and everything, it was just always something missing with him. He really felt like he belonged in like the eighties, truthfully, the way that he wrestled and the mannerisms that he had in the ring. I felt like he is more with the 80s. So I'm very interested to see how what WWE is going to do with him and how they're going to, you know, kind of bring him more relatable to today's crowd. Um, looks like they're setting a feud between Shotzi and Bailey. Yeah, they definitely aren't setting up a feud between Shotzi and Bailey. I'm hoping that this really helps out Shotzi a lot more because Shotzi has kind of been like, you know, there. She was pretty much the replacement tag team partner for Raquel. 
And then just like she she just pretty much been there and she really didn't have anything to do. Um, so I'm hoping that with what's going on with her and Bailey, that this is kind of like a restart for Shotzi. Um, according to PW Torch, uh, suddenly, you know, out of nowhere, Vince McMahon has grown into a fan of L.A. Knight. And they also uh, PW Torch also echoed a recent talk of a big push coming for him soon which we're not seeing as happening right now. Um, you know, <laughs> what, what, what are we doing with LA Knight besides him coming out to cut a promo because you want the crowd to pop? But I find it very interesting that now Vince McMahon is a fan of LA Knight, seeing as though he was there when LA Knight came over and you made him fucking Max Dupree instead of using the fucking star power that he has. And now look at him. Like, motherfucker is over as hell um also something funny too uh that was announced today actually that nxt will be having their next premium live event uh called no mercy which is going to take place in california bakersfield california on saturday september 30th and i was like that is very interesting that now we get no mercy back uh normally we bring, you know, we're bringing back the WCW names, you know, Great American Bash, Bash at the Beach, uh, Halloween Havoc. And I found it very interesting that we're now bringing back No Mercy, probably because there's a certain video game that is out that people have compared to No Mercy until they played it, probably, of course. But I find it very interesting that we're suddenly getting No Mercy. Business-wise, it makes so much sense. Ride that wave of people constantly bringing up No Mercy in the video game and everything like that. And yeah, I probably would have done the same thing if I was whoever, whoever idea was. Like, yeah, let's ride the wave of people constantly talking about No Mercy and use the name to bring people to watch the fucking NXT. So that's going to happen Saturday, September 30th. Uh, so do we blame Triple H or Vince or both? As far as LA Knight, I would blame Vince McMahon because once Vince left, that's when we suddenly got the switch with the whole LA Knight thing. There are things I do blame Triple H for, like Karrion Cross, the booking of Karrion Cross, the booking of Bray Wyatt, the booking of Hit Row, like all these people that he has brought back uh, from Vince McMahon, from since Vince McMahon um, had let them go, they haven't been booked really the best. Um, which I find very interesting that you brought these people back and they're just like there. So yeah, so people like um, Karrion Cross, Bray Wyatt, who else got brought back? Um, Hit Row, you know, all these people that y'all brought back, that he brought back, and you have nothing for him, for them, really. They're just there. Like, we haven't seen Hit Row since the one time that they were used for LA Knight's um, promo. Like, he was trying to, yep, Dexter Loomis, um, lots of people who they brought, who he brought back, and crickets. Yep, Johnny Gargano that he had let go. Like, pretty much almost every single person that he has brought back that Vince McMahon has let go, they have been just there. And you can't sit there and say, oh, it's Vince McMahon, um, because Triple H can just simply say, no, fuck you. Like, I'm chief operating officer. I mean, chief, I'm the uh, creative, whatever his title is, the 
chief creative um, operator or whatever it is that he's calling himself. But yeah, it's like you brought these people back. You're in charge of booking. Vince isn't backstage with a with the mustache and standing by gorilla anymore. I mean, I haven't really heard that rumor for a while or that he's like phoning in change or that he's like there and they're ripping up um, scripts and stuff like that. So yeah, I, I blame, I blame uh triple H for the booking for his returnees. Cause that's not Vince. Vince isn't the one that sat there and said, yeah, bring back these people. So that's all on triple H. Um, and then finally the last piece of news um, I'm sure Everybody just cannot wait for Cody Rhodes documentary, which is going to be featured on Peacock. Um, it's going to, as I had said previously, there's going to be footage of being the elite um, from him being on being the elite um, as the young bucks had granted permission to use it. And the material will cover the original all in and road signing with AEW, but there won't be any footage apparently of Cody in AEW. So I'm very curious. And I said it last week, I'm very curious of how they're going to cover him leaving him, leaving AEW. The reason why he left AEW, I mean, the reason why he left WWE, what he did, what he fully did since he left WWE, the creation of AEW, and why he left AEW to go to WWE. Now they had did a little tease when they when they did a trailer of him saying like, "Oh, they probably they probably don't want me to say this," and I'm sure they may cut it out, but I'm gonna say it anyway. So we'll see how that goes. But you know, when it comes to me and Mister Adversity, you know that I am a hater, not with the ER, but with the A, because you. Know- I'm I'm not the biggest fan of that guy. <laughs> uh they could have left out um Hulk Hogan. I'm just curious of I'm just curious of, of how this documentary is going to go down. I really wonder like um how are we going to do this? How are you covering this? Are you going to actually say the reason why you left and how you felt and the things that you did? The things that you created since you left WWE, that you created this anti-WWE culture, and then you, and then the reason why you decided to come back. So we'll see how that goes. Um, so that is it for the what's the dirt segment. I realize I don't have the card up for the next thing that i'm about to talk about which is i'm gonna go slightly reverse but we are going to talk about nxt we got the great american bash coming up this weekend there will be a watch along with the bloodline so definitely stay tuned to that um and i haven't really been keeping up with and with uh nxt like that um i did like peek a little bit at this week's nxt um and and i know people who are in nxt um but i just don't know too much the storylines and stuff like that so i may be slightly lost so don't come for me in the comments just to let y'all know but as far as the card for um, Great American Bash, we have an 
eight eight person mixed tag team match. Uh, Dragon Lee, Nathan Frazier, and Ulyssa Leon. Oh, Ulyssa Leon and Valtina Faraz versus the Metaphor, which is Noam Dar, Oro Mensa, Jakara Jackson, and Lash Legend. Lash Legend definitely has come uh, pretty, a lot farther from when I first saw her. Uh, I mean, when I first saw her, I wasn't really, um, I wasn't really convinced of her, you know, of her gimmick and stuff like that. But it seems like they switched it up and she's definitely a lot better. Uh, Of course, I know Dragon Lee and Nathan Frazier, of course. Um, So that's going to be on the pre-show. What's going on, TK? First Lady, what's good? Yeah, I... um, Thank you for tuning in. First off, um, but yeah, I I know I I I know who I know who the metaphor are. I I kind of got the storyline with them. Not sure as far as uh, how the other four are together. I think Dragon Lee, if I remember correctly, Dragon Lee and Nathan Frazier went against each other, and then they became cool. As Courtney is ready to fire HBK, and then Faction Cast said, "Shout out to HBK NXT." been killing it you know i was a pure nxt black and gold fan and i did not like nxt 2.0 and i was anti and i wasn't like too much anti nxt 2.0 but i I wasn't really the biggest fan of it because it was pretty much like they reset it back to what it was before it went on to the we network or like the early early days of w network but i felt as though like you're really putting on a developmental program on prime tv you know when you have your main roster and i feel as though if it was just on peacock that probably would have been a lot better for you know some of the wrestlers because a lot of people on nxt 2.0 was like learning very early and i know you can probably say the same damn thing for some of the people in aew but still um it was like pure developmental um and i was like you know you're putting it on prime tv and everything like that and of course it was everything that vince mcmahon wants wrestling to be pure sports entertainment like promos 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 character five minutes of wrestling promos backstage backstage segments multiple in-ring talk shows so it was every like this was Vince McMahon's pipe dream and then when they decided to change it to the colorful NXT definitely gotten a lot better it's the kind of like the best of both worlds where we do have characters and you know the promos that you know Vince McMahon sports entertainment is all about but we have wrestling and we have good wrestling moves and you know story i mean yeah you know they always had storylines but we have good wrestling you know i don't feel like i'm watching a wrestling show that's uh, i don't feel like i'm watching a wrestling show that's taking place inside of a soap opera you know what i mean and that's what nxt 2.0 felt to me but with the with the um with the non-colorful nxt or nxt 3.0 i don't know what we're calling this right now um but with the nxt 3.0 um, or HBK's the heartbreak NXT, I should call it, um, 20 times better. Like I, uh, it's too much wrestling for me to really keep up with NXT like that. 
but they definitely have gotten a lot better. The women's division is pretty strong in NXT, uh, HBK's NXT and everything, but it's pretty good. Uh, Faction Cast said when NXT 2.0 first started, it was trash, garbage. But yes, this but this year they stepped up. They definitely have stepped up. Like it's never going to get to where black and gold NXT was because that was so many people that came directly from the Indies. Whereas though these people with the uh, HBK's NXT are like athletes and stuff like that. People who do not have a strong wrestling background. So, you know, you were not going to get a lot of the, you know, a lot of creativity and stuff like that, that we have with black and gold. But I do, I don't mind, you know, I don't mind NXT now. It's just, I can't keep up with it because it's just too, between AEW and main roster WWE, it's too much fucking wrestling to keep up with. And I just need, I use, I normally use Tuesdays just to take a fucking break from wrestling, just to chill the fuck out. Uh, of course, as, um, <laughs> as Devin is such a um, NXT fan definitely is cheering on the um nxt 2.0 with 2.0 2.0 2.0 of course the way he feels about it perfect everything down to the last minute details that's how devin feels about uh, nxt 2.0 so we all know how it is there um, and the fashion cast said they put it on TV because they want these guys and girls to be used to working on TV when they move up to the main roster. Huge difference between the indies and TV wrestling, which I wrote an article about. And check out the article that Faction Cast podcast have wrote about it. Um, yeah, I understand that they want them to be on TV to kind of like give them like a little the starter pack of being on the main roster. So it's not so much of a um so it's not so much of a, uh, you know, they're thrown into the deep ocean when they go up to the main roster. I just felt bad for them for the NXT 2.0 because I felt like they really didn't get a chance. You know, it was just like thrown out there like these people who have like no wrestling background thrown out there. Here's your character. Concentrate on the character, concentrate on the storyline. And then wrestling came third. And that was. um you know, it was a shame because it was like, that's when AEW and Dynamite was getting really hot. And that's when they, um, that's when they had switched to Tuesdays, uh, with NXT 2.0. And I felt as though I felt bad for the wrestlers. Cause I'm like, you know, they was really, uh, you know, they were kind of like thrown into the deep ocean after the whole breakdown of NXT. And there was so many people who were against NXT 2.0, I felt as though, you know, really wasn't given a, a fair chance. And I felt as though with them being put on prime time, prime time TV like that, you know, was just a, a lot of pressure for for them. But the way that they are now, I, I love the fact I, I'm okay with HBK's um, NXT on prime TV and stuff like that. Definitely holding it down. And I especially love what they're doing now with main roster people coming to NXT. Doesn't feel like a demotion or anything like that. You're there to put over people and you're there to put over yourself, kind of give yourself a bit of a rebranding as we see with Baron Corbin. He is no longer happy. He's not sad. He's not mad. He's not being presented by the letter B or anything stupid like that. He is back to the lone wolf, which chef's kiss. Completely love it. Um, NXT black and gold was the shit. Like I 
loved NXT black and gold. Like, I know Vince McMahon was fucking upset as fuck uh, with black and gold NXT being considered a third brand and everything like that. To the point, like, still to this day, one of the best Survivor Series that I have seen was when NXT was involved. When it was NXT versus um, SmackDown versus Raw. And then, of course, when the um, wrestlers got stuck in Saudi, which, you know, sucked for the people who got stuck in Saudi, but definitely, like, the best SmackDown and Raw that we had. Because we had, what, Day and Bryant going against Adam Cole, I think that was the one. It was just, like, chef's kiss. There was an... I went to a SmackDown, too, um, around that time. Yeah, and that was the SmackDown, I think, NXT rated. Was that the one? I forgot. I don't know. So long ago. I think if they were in Philly close to, to uh, Survivor Series and NXT had invaded the show, I don't know if it was that or I know it was, I think it was Raw who invaded the show. I don't think NXT came out. I think that's what it was. I don't know. So long ago. Who knows? Uh, what's going on? Charles Smith, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you. I hope, you, hope you're having a good day. Um... And then we got um, Tiffany Stratton going against Thea Hale. Thea Hale or Thea Hall? I think it's Thea Hale. Um, this is a submission match for the NXT Women's Championship. Listen, normally a character like Thea don't get over on me, but she's just she's just so adorable. She's like, what, 19, 20 years old? Just a ball of energy. I'm like, you know, she's just, life is good to her now. She's in college. She's popular and stuff like that. The real world didn't hit her ass yet. <laughs> the real world didn't hit her yet. And Tiffany Stratton just definitely just killing it. She's really good in the rain. I admit, though, when I first saw Tiffany Stratton, I was like, someone showed Vince McMahon clueless. And he just kind of went from there. So every time I saw Tiffany Stratton, I thought that she was like completely a character of clueless. But she definitely made the character her own. Like, I, I don't feel like. I mean, she's she looks like she came from Clueless, but she is definitely um, she's definitely been killing it, um, of course. So shout out to Tiffany Stratton. Like, I I hope that Thea eventually wins the title, but I like Tiffany as the champion, you know, um, so I don't know. That's going to be a bit tough. And then, of course, we have Dirty Dom. I'm built differently. The man who is built differently, okay? The NXT North American champion. He is in a triple threat against Wesley and Mustafa Ali. That's going to be a good-ass match, yo. Um, I'm hoping he retains because, of course, I am a fan of Dirty Dom. You have to be a fan of Dirty Dom. The only person who is not a fan of Dirty Dom is Buddy Matthews. Um, you know, let, mo I want to take a moment of silence for Buddy, but, you know, it is what it is when it comes to that man. <laughs> you lost your girl. Um, but, yes, Dirty Dom. I don't know why they call him Dirty Dom. Uh, but, you know, it is what it is. But, yes, Dominic Mysterio. Um, <laughs> Courtney's on the on the I don't like uh, Dominic Mysterio as well. <laughs> but, yeah, we got a triple threat match for the North American Championship. I hope Dominic retains. I'm such a big fan of 
Dominic Mysterio um, as well. So shout out to Dominic. I hope he retained. Let the Judgment Day get all the damn titles, you know? And then shout out to Nick from the Universal Wrestling Podcast. Be sure to check them out. They were on right before this podcast. They talked about some awesome stuff over there. Be sure to check them out. Normally, I'm talking AEW when Nick comes around. He normally does the drive-by of AEW Sucks. But I switched it up this time. I'm talking about NXT first. And then I'm going to get into, um, you know, everything with AEW and everything. So, you know. You're a little early for the drive-bys. <laughs> um, and then we got the NXT Championship. Uh, Gallus going against the family, Tony D'Angelo and Channing Stacks uh, Lorenzo. And I, I didn't keep up with that storyline. Uh, I, I think Tony went to jail and there's a snake, you know, someone snitched on him and stuff like that. I don't know. I didn't keep up with that storyline, so I'm sure they're going to show in a video package before the match anyway. Uh, I know Gallus is from, um, they're from NXT UK, uh, so I don't know too much about them, but I'm guessing this is going to be a good match. And then we got the Weapons Wild match. Roxanne Perez going against Blair Davenport. <laughs> Shout out to Trip. Shout out to uh, Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels definitely bringing back a lot of the old school segments that we saw growing up from the Attitude Era and things like that. Um, definitely bringing back the fights in these in different places. You know, besides a bar, uh, they fought in a corner store. It looked like if they fought in a, um, it looked like it was a corner store um, that they fought in. I was cracking up at that. That we have cell phone images of them fighting in the corner store. Um, the, <laughs> the clerk pulling up the phone to make sure that he goes viral. I would like to know, hopefully he got paid for the footage that he got. Uh, there was a woman that was trying to get milk when the fight broke out and then she just ran out, you know, you're going to have to, I guess, I hope she went to a different store to get something to drink, but yeah, the corner store fight, I was like, this is definitely gave me thoughts of the grocery store fight that, you know, everyone loves, of course, the convenience store fight. Yes, the poppy store fight. Um, I was cracking up. I was like, they are fighting in a corner store. Didn't think that we would see that. I mean, we saw bars. We saw, you know, grocery stores. We saw um, hotel, like we've been to a lot of places, but we have yet to cross off the convenience store fight of, um, wrestling. So shout out to, uh, shout out to, um, uh, I, I want, I keep wanting to say triple H shout out to HBK. It's too many initials. Their initials are, is too much HHH and HBK shout out to Shawn Michaels for that idea. He's definitely been doing a lot of things as probably was Booker T Come to think of it, Roxanne is Booker T's little protege. It probably was Booker T who came up with that. Like, yo, I did the grocery store. People still talk about it to this day. You know, five times. <laughs> Spinneroony. <laughs> it probably was Booker T's idea. He probably told HBK, and HBK is like, let's do that shit. Uh, Faction Cast said HBK making it happen. And then saying Booker of the Year. Triple, like, I keep one, keep saying, about to say Triple H. 
HBK definitely, you know, of course, I was a Shawn Michaels fan to the core growing up. And then I kind of like fell off of him when like uh, when it was the Degeneration X, when it was just him and Triple H fell off with me. <laughs> but I loved I loved Shawn Michaels growing up, yo. But yeah, him and with that idea and everything like that. It was so that's it was such a good idea because now we got the cell phone cell phone uh, footage of it and everything like that and it definitely kind of like ups the ante between Roxanne Perez and Blair Davenport so hopefully the progression with this with this feud between them two has you know naturally came to the weapons match because sometimes you know sometimes with the booking to get to a weapons match sometimes like we saw with the Hell in a Cell they kind of just throw it out there instead of making it progressively. But from what I think I've seen over the past couple of weeks was um, Blair Davenport attacked Roxanne and caused her the title shot. And then it kind of progressed from there. Uh, as Devin says, yeah, good call. First lady probably was Booker T. It probably was Booker T who came up with that, came up with the idea. Cause he wants, he wants Roxanne Perez to be fucking like, the the next Bailey or something like that. He wants her to be over as fuck. So we'll see how that goes. But I think this um we'll see how a weapons match go with um HBK's NXT. I don't think we had a I don't I don't know. Have we had really a weapons or like a hardcore match in HBK's NXT? I know Devin probably would know. I know y'all would probably know in the chat. If they had a weapons match or, or a hardcore match or something like that with uh, NXT, because I'm very interested to see how it will go down. Like I know we're not going to pull no John Moxley type of situation here, but I'm very curious of like, is it going to be like you know the main roster type of situation, or like when they have the um, what was it? It was like a. Uh, something that it was some type of um weapons match that new day was in and it was like a bunch of dumbass shit that they had ringside it was like food and things like that uh okay so you guys are saying mandy rose was in it okay so i look forward to it then we'll hopefully we'll see where it goes from there um and then we got someone must have showed uh Shawn Michaels or someone the footage of LeBron James making the decision of whether he's going to go to Cleveland or Miami or whatever like that uh because that's what we're doing with Gable Stevenson which I don't know confused me like I think we're still on the same I know you know Marvel talks about the multiverse and things like that but I think we're still in the same timeline where Gable Stevenson was drafted to Raw I don't know if, you know, I know sometimes my memory kind of goes, you know, but I could have sworn Gable Stevenson was drafted to Raw to the main roster. So I don't like, I don't know what we're doing here. This whole decision that they had to make and they did a whole promo package about it and stuff like that. And I'm like, y'all done spent money and training and everything like that on this kid. And we all know he's not going anywhere. <laughs> he's not leaving. Like, I get, you know, he can go to college. He can go to the Olympics because, you know, we have the Olympics coming up and stuff. Um, but I think the, the Olympics is, is next year. He needs to qualify for it. 
He needs to start doing things in order to get back in training and qualify for it. Um, and I don't think he's doing that. So I'm very curious as to, um, you know, what are we talking about here with this decision? And um, so we have Gable Stevenson who decided to make the decision just like LeBron James. Um, and then Baron Corbin comes out. And so now we have a match between Gable Stevenson and Baron Corbin. Okay. And I think this is his debut match. So I'm very curious to see how he's going to wrestle. Like we saw him do the uh, suplexes, you know, we're making the connection between him and Kurt Angle and everything like that. But I'm very curious to see how he's going to be for the fact that this man has been introduced to WWE years ago. I think he was, I think he was introduced like maybe two, three years ago at this point. And then they brought him on and then they drafted him to raw. And now he's back down to NXT. It's, it's been so long since he first signed with WWE and he appeared on TV to now his debut match. I'm slightly nervous because for him to be out of off camera and all this other stuff for so long, it's either because he's like, he's unable to really train or he scheduling is busy or something's not connecting between him in the ring. So I'm very curious to uh, know what happened. Uh, Courtney said WrestleMania two years ago. Yeah. He's been with, he's been with them for two years and we're, something is not connecting as far as why we're getting his debut match. Uh, now uh, he'll probably, he'll probably be down there for a year. Like, yeah, I'm curious as to know why, like, why? Like, I'm hope this match, but like, I'm hoping he's good. Baron Corbin is the best person for him to go against because, you know, Baron Corbin is very good at being a heel. So, I don't know, man. I don't know. Um, I'm my fingers are crossed for him uh, because they keep, you know, they keep making slight connections with him and Kurt Angle. And every time, so because we got Chad Gable, who's great. So I'm, I guess they're hoping, you know, because we got Chad Gable, we got, um, I mean, not, yeah, we got Chad Gable, we got Kurt Angle, we got Olympians who have a wrestling background who transitioned perfectly into WWE. Is he going to transition perfectly over to WWE as well? We'll see. Um, and now, and then finally, the singles match for the NXT Championship, Carmelo Hayes, him, Okay, ladies and gentlemen, him uh, going against Ilya Dragunov, the crazy ass motherfucker who, you know, definitely could have been in John Wick. <laughs> definitely could have seen him in John Wick. Okay, as fucking crazy as he is. Um, I think this is going to be a pretty good match. I'm surprised that this is just a singles match because... Um, I don't know. Like I said, I don't keep up with NXT, but I thought, you know, with a match between these two that it would like get crazy enough that they would add a stipulation. Maybe this is just, you know, the first run of the first run of the feud. And then we'll get into, um, you know, the this crazy ass matches that Ilya Dragunov is um, famous for. Um, he's finally back on TV. Who are you talking about? Um, Gable? 
Or are you talking about Ilion? Ilya? Or are you talking about Dragonoff, I should say? Um, but I think this is going to be a, a, a great match. First of all, shout out to um, Triple H and Shawn Michaels for really showcasing Carmelo Hayes on SmackDown, I think it is. Or no, a Raw. I think it's Raw that he's been showcased on. And then bringing on, okay, Dragonoff was finally on, is finally back on TV. Okay. Like, shout out to them for really showing off Carmelo Hayes onto the main roster crowd to kind of get him used, especially, you know, putting him with um, Seth Rollins as well. So shout out to that type of booking. That's what you should do for your, for your champions, where you should, um, pretty much be putting them on the main roster to get the main roster crowd used to them so that, <laughs> so that um they can get used to seeing the wrestler and everything like that as well so be sure to check out um the watch along for the great american bash uh this saturday not yeah great american bash this saturday um, on the Bloodline Entertainment Network YouTube channel and Twitch as well. Um, so be sure to check that out there. Um, so now we're going to talk about, let's get into AEW, shall we? Um, my biggest, now the biggest topic I want to talk about is the weird ass booking that we're getting with AEW. Um, I need someone, uh, if they're my, for my AW insiders and stuff like that, I need someone to remind Tony Khan that there, there are two pay-per-views coming up back to back within a month. I, yeah, within a month, we got all in. That's what August 30th, I think it is. That's coming up. And then, oh, within a week after that, or August 27th. And then a week after that, we got all in. Uh, no, all, all, I mean, all out, all in. What 70,000 70, people have brought tickets for it just on the strength that they're coming to the UK. And then you got all out in Chicago. And we don't have a match, uh, announced. I think we only have one match announced, and that's, um, Swerve is it Swerve or Darby Allen? I think it is going against Orange Cassidy. Is the the first match announced? Let's let's get the ball rolling, sir. Like, what are we, what are we doing here? You know, why aren't we like we need to get the ball rolling? Like, you can't do the lazy booking as if you are three months out from a pay per view. Like you're one month, you're four weeks away from the biggest pay-per-view in AEW history. 70,000 people have brought tickets for it. You want people to spend $100 within a week's time. For some people who get paid bi-weekly, that's $100 out of one paycheck. You want us to pay you $100 for your, for your pay-per-views and we don't have a match announced yet. We don't got no stories being pushed towards this. This should be like your WrestleMania. I mean, fuck. WWE starts booking WrestleMania on January 1st, okay? 
they spend a full four months booking for WrestleMania because that's how they do it. Like all in is pretty much doing WrestleMania numbers. 70,000 people, that's a WrestleMania. And you're booking this like this is going to be a, you're booking this like it's blood and guts. Like this is a regular dynamite episode. So I'm not understanding what is going on here. The women's division, what women's division? What is like, we have had a squash match. Then we had a slight backstage segment. And then this past week, we had Britt Baker going against Talia Valkyrie. And that match wasn't really the best. Um, I don't know what the hell is going on here. Um, I don't know what we're doing. Like, you need to get it together. This should be the craziest time for AEW because you're going towards your WrestleMania. But Tony Khan is just like, I don't know. I don't know what we're doing here. Um, I was looking for something. I was looking for a clip. I forgot which clip it was. <laughs> uh, yeah, I forgot the clip that it was. But we'll do this. Oh, man. What? You're just ruining it. You're ru- Look at my lips. You're ruining it. Ruining. There was a clip where it's like Tony. Might have been that one. But I don't want to click the wrong one. Um, but yeah, um there's there's more than just Britt Baker and Talia Valkyrie in the women's division. Uh you had the whole outcast thing going on, and I thought that was leading to a female blood and guts that you could easily do at all in because I felt as though you should be booking all in of nothing but dream matches. You could do some storyline matches for all in, but I felt as though the storyline matches should go for all out. Like all in should be, you're trying to book the biggest shit ever. Like WrestleMania, that shit out, you know, the rock versus John Cena, the rock versus Hulk Hogan, you know, undertaker versus Brock Lesnar. You need to start booking some dream ass matches here. Start talking to new Japan, start talking to some other promotion to say, Hey, send me your best person so we can do this shit. Like I'm not understanding what's going on. Uh, As Courtney says, I got a whole rant about that. Devin, of course, this is Shaw Booker of the Year. <laughs> Not my Booker of the Year. I feel as though he has some good ideas, um, but I don't know what's going on. Courtney says, or oh, damn joke. Um, need to focus on the women's division. The only women need to shine on Dynamite. And Taya got hate online for that match. She is not the one who is watching me in DMT. It is what it is. Like, I I still, I, I, it really, it really grinds my gears with people with this whole, you know, botching on AEW. The botching happens on WWE. The reason why we see it so much on AEW is because WWE does that zoom in camera shit, like the wacky, 
like the you know the the wacky waving John that we see on um I think it's either Family Guy or um it's Family Guy or something else. But WE always zooms in and they cut. So if there is a botch, you don't really see it that well. Or if they miss the punch or a kick or something like that, you don't really see it as much because they they really do the camera cut and the zoom in every single time. AEW has a camera that stays still. So if there is a botch or there is a miss, you're going to see it. That's what I, so I don't know why people are acting like botches only happens in AEW. It doesn't. I don't, I don't understand the hate for Talia. If like the, it should go to the booker more likely whenever more, what happens is these women get told you only have this amount of time for the match. Sometimes they could be told right before they come out. Sorry, you supposed to have a 10 minute match. You're having a five minute match and all the fun spots that they have planned out. They can't really do anymore. So they have to sit there and fucking wing it in the ring. And that's where you see it messed up. We've seen it plenty of times. We've seen it even in the men's division of time that gets cut and things that they want to big spots that they want to do. They can't really do. And they have to call audibles in the ring. And that's what kind of starts happening with the miscommunication. Kevin Dunn is quick with the cut scenes. He is, yo. I don't know if he has a background in like action videos, action movies from like the eighties or something like that, but his cuts, he it'll be a, like a regular whip to the corner and he'll do 20 cuts on that, on just that one sequence. Like it's fucking crazy. But for me, I'm not understanding what is going on with some of the things that's happening. Like I, and then you know, big storyline that we have with your champion uh, and Adam Cole, the better than you, we should have, like, it shouldn't be just a simple um, backstage segment. It should be backstage segment and then, you know, have them out. Um, as Brian Cook, thank you so much for tuning in, first of all. Those consistent camera cuts, WWE does make me motion sick. They don't need, they didn't even do that shit in Attitude Era Ruthless Aggression Era. Yo, Brian, my hubby, he cannot watch WWE because um the the camera the camera zoom in and stuff like that, it it it, get, it does the same thing to him. Like he can't watch WWE at all. He some he wants to, you know, especially when Brock Lesnar comes out and I want to show him something funny that happens, but he can't watch he can't watch the show because of the, the damn zooming in and the camera cuts and it's just like you're on a fucking roller coaster at a certain point and no they didn't do it on the attitude era or the ruthless aggression era and there were botches back then too so like some of y'all are just like y'all not remembering the things that happened back in the day a lot of people acting like this shit is brand new this is not brand new botches have been happening since the dawn of time okay um but back to this, back to this guy over here, I'm not understanding the booking. So like for the, with the dynamite that happened and mainly was about AR Fox, which I'm all fine with, you know, giving people opportunities to shine and everything like that. But the, we are getting closer to a pay-per-view. Some of these storylines needs to start coming in. And then we have, um, we had Jack Perry who came out. Um, they did a vignette with Hook. Jack Perry come out. And then Jerry Lynn comes out. 
And I guess they're supposed to wrestle next week. And I'm like, why are we doing this? I don't know what's going on here. Is this leading to, like, if this leads to Taz versus Jungle Boy at All In, you know, I guess or something. But I'm not understanding where we're going with here. Um, what was the other thing, too? Um, and then we got a, a another, like, First of all, then we got another number one contenders match for whoever wins between FTR and Adam Cole MJF. And I'm like, can we just wait for that match to happen? Because I'm very sure that whoever loses that match may want to get a rematch, especially if FTR loses the tag team titles. I'm very sure they're going to want a rematch. So I don't know why we're doing a number one contenders a uh, triple threat match if we don't even know who the champion is. Like, I'm guessing it was all for the whole Blackpool combat thing that is happening or something, but I don't know. AR is a GOAT. He doesn't need a group. It, the biggest thing with AEW that um, I have complained about is the fact that everyone is in a tag team, a faction, um, a trio or has a manager. There is legit no complete singles wrestler in AEW. There isn't. Everyone is either teamed up in a trio and a faction or has a manager or just someone just following them around. So I'm not understand as and it's it's a shame because of that, people don't really have a time to shine. There it should be no re well, Ricky Starks, he's the only one right now. He's like one of the few that is isn't in linked up, but he was in uh Team Taz. So there's that. But I'm not understanding, like I completely do not get why Powerhouse Hobbs has to be with QT Marshall. Why is Johnny Elite with QT Marshall? That motherfucker can wrestle his ass off. And he was fucking hilarious when he teamed up with the Miz. So I don't know if you know Tony Khan remember you know no knows what Johnny Elite did, but like I'm not understanding why he teamed up with QT Marshall. Um, but yeah, we have like so many factions, and it's like basically high school. Truthfully, with all the factions and the cliques and stuff like that, like we really didn't have a lot. As far as like the uh, outcasts, we didn't have too much from MJF and Adam Cole or anything like that. I mean, we have the, you know, the breakdown with uh, Adam Cole and Roderick Strong, Adam Cole saying that MJF is a friend and everything like that. And we got a bit of a tension between them two and MJF offering Adam Cole a title shot, Matt, a title shot, which I'm hoping isn't exactly going to happen at all in. Um, cause I'm hoping or all out. Um, but like I said, my hope is that it's going to be MJF versus CM Punk at all out. Adam Cole helps MJF retain. And then it's Adam Cole versus MJF at full gear. Uh, maybe Tony Khan needs to stop copying WCW and be original. I mean, it's very hard to be original now in wrestling with everything that WCW, ECW and WWE has done throughout the years. It's very hard to be original. He just needs to be consistent. Like if you want, if you want to 
copy WCW with some stuff. There were some things that WCW did very well. WCW had a very good cruiserweight division. Um, and there's some things, of course, that WCW did not do well. But I'm just hoping that he's just consistent. He needs to have a clipboard of each week of what the current storylines are and what you need to concentrate on. Uh, AR Fox and the Mogul Embassy, more TV time for AR Fox. And I'm not mad at that. I like AR Fox. Um, I, I like AR Fox, but I'm not getting why, why are we, um, like we, we opened, like, well, we, we pretty much like opened and closed the show, not really closed the show, but he was throughout, he was throughout the show. And the important storylines that they needed to concentrate on, they didn't concentrate on. Like if this, if we didn't have all in and all out coming in four weeks, I would not complain about what's going on on Dynamite at all. It's just the fact that we pretty much have your WrestleMania coming in four weeks and you don't have, you only have one match that was booked uh, last Wednesday for this. Like if you, you want you you know, to copy WCW and stuff like that. WCW, if I'm not mistaken, usually have their matches starting or it's like storylines starting, you know, it, you know, four weeks out, especially if it's a big WrestleMania type of pay-per-view. Like, I'm not understanding that. And he better not book all out, all in, like he did with um Death Before Dishonor. Like we should have the full card within the next two weeks. Maybe missing like two, three matches tops, but we should know at least five to six matches that's going to be on the card for all all in in the next two weeks. Um, because if we're going into the final week and he's still booking the pay-per-view. And then on top of that, not only he has to book for all in, he's booking for all out too. So it's not like he can book solely for all in and then book for all out the week after that. Like they need to, all this needs to come together. We should know who the next number one contender is for MJF. Instead of doing this tag team thing with, um, instead of doing the number one contender for the uh, tag team titles, we should know who who is MJF going against come all in or all out. If it's going to be CM Punk, let CM Punk start dropping, you know, hints and stuff like that, that he is still the champion. Um, we had Ricky Starks. Uh, we had we had it between Ricky Starks and CM Punk, but he needs to start calling out the, you know, the champion. We need to start getting this going. You know what I mean? Um, if it's going to be Adam Cole, I'll be slightly disappointed. Like I said, I'm hoping that it's, it's going to be CM Punk versus MJF at all out and have, um, have, uh, Adam Cole help MJF win. But, you know, we should, uh, it should be, we should have it together. Um, Faction Cast said their history goes back to Lucha Underground. Feel like they're building something, but, they do need to start building towards all in. They do. And like I said, I like AR Fox and he is very good in the ring and everything like that. And like I said, if we didn't have all in and all 
all in and all out coming in four weeks, I wouldn't be ups- I wouldn't feel the type of way that the show really concentrated on him joining the um, Mogul embassy. Like, is he going to go against the champion? Is he getting a title shot or something like that? It doesn't seem like it at this point, so I'm not sure. Um, yes, they did. They did continuously stories, not bullshit. Yeah. Like, I, I know WCW did their um, stories and everything like that. And, you know, if you have your WrestleMania coming up, you start at least booking things. Like, we should know, we should know right now at least three matches for All In. Like, they, sh- they should be promoting. Who is Kenny Omega going against? Is it Kenny and Coda teaming up? Backstage it. Put out a, a package about it. Have someone call them out. Like, who is Kenny going against? Is Coda going to be there? Um, what is your champion doing? What is CM Punk doing? Is CM Punk going to be an all-in, or is he going with all-out? Like I said, all-in should be nothing but dream matches. Overbook the hell out of it. Bring over New Japan people. You know, bring over Impact people. Like, this should be nothing but dream matches. Minimum storyline, because the big thing is you want people to buy in for that because it's a big-ass crowd. It's going to be a hype-ass crowd. So it should be all dream matches. Put all your storyline stuff on All Out. You know, since one week later, you're not going to have too much time to do, because you only got that one Dynamite to do a Fallout from All In and then the Go Home Show for All Out. It's not going to be enough time. Um, we got some people coming in here. What's going on, Moneymaker Chris? What's up, JD? Thank you so much for tuning in. And then get Joe saying what's good. Thank you so much for tuning in. And then Devin, of course, asking the most important question, who's paying that $100? I don't even give WWE $100, okay? When WWE used to have those month-to-month pay-per-views, <laughs> not I, like Courtney says, not me. Yeah. Uh-uh. I was not, I, I'm not paying a hundred dollars. Sorry, Tony. Okay. Sorry to tell you, but I'm not paying a hundred dollars. That's like I said, for someone who gets paid bi-weekly, that's a hundred dollars out of your check going solely to AEW. Like I could see if, you know, if they made all in like, beginning of august and you make all out you know um labor day weekend like it's been but you put in that bitch one week apart not only that puts pressure on people who are who you want to pay for um who you want to pay that hundred dollars to that's pressure on yourself for the booking that's pressure on whatever wrestler is going to appear on both shows because they are going overseas to London on Sunday, coming back to the States, possibly going to be on Dynamite, and then, you know, going for All In. And it's not like AEW does simple-ass matches. We're going to see a bunch of flipping. We're going to see ladders and, and weapons and all this shit. So that's a lot of pressure. So I'm hoping, I am really hoping that all in how it's booked, people aren't injured, people, no one's sick, and that whoever shows up all in is able to show that show up at all out. I so I'm hoping. But putting two major pay-per-views back to back like that, 
crazy. That's like WWE doing Saudi one weekend and then the next weekend fucking Survivor Series. That's a lot. <laughs> that is a lot. Uh, Faction Cast says, I think it's Kenny and Coda versus Chris Jericho and a mystery partner. We we need we need to get that started, you know? We should already know that Kenny and Coda are together. I understand that they may be injured due to the blood and guts, the blood and guts pay-per-view. Um, but you should give us a video package of them together backstage after after the, the show. Like this this Coda's Coda's uh return to wrestling was the biggest thing everyone fucking talked about. That's why you did that's why you did a whole video package introducing him. We needed a payoff, like at least show them two together. And don't give me that watch the being the elite and stuff like that. Some of us, some people don't tune into that shit. Let people know that who assume that people only tune in to dynamite and don't tune in to being the elite on YouTube or anything like that. It should have been on Dynamite of us getting a video package of them two being cool and together and start talking about what are the next fucking steps. You know what I mean? That's what we should have saw as far as backstage. Adam Cole and MJF should have been uh, in the ring. Uh, that $100 is going towards my food shopping. Listen, $100 don't pay a lot these days. Eggs cost damn near as much as a, a PlayStation game on day one at this point. Um, shout out to the Star Wars collection. Thank you so much. We got the Star Wars. You see my uh, Undertaker little shrine over here. Uh, we got the Batman and everything like that. And we got, for my old heads, Mr. Bob Ross here. So yes, thank you. Shout out to the um, shout out to the Star Wars collection. Uh, Get your said Dev. The people paying hundred dollars. Let us see people that pay for unseasoned chicken. <laughs> oh my gosh! Listen, I am not paying a hundred dollars. Okay, I I know there are people out there that's gonna pay the hundred dollars and power to you, yo. If you if you got if you got that hundred dollars to pay for it, bless you, yo. I don't have a hundred dollars to like put out for two pay-per-views. Yeah, I mean, I don't have it. I don't have it. And like Courtney says, that hundred dollars can go towards food shopping. Hell, the hundred dollars is gonna go to my fucking electric bill, seeing as though it was it felt like 94 degrees outside. And let's see, now, now it's 87 degrees and it feels like 94. That hundred dollars is going to my damn electric bill. Um, Faction Cast says shout out to the Dallas Cowboy hat. Yes, definitely. Uh, Bob Ross, master of happy trees and happy accidents. <laughs> and then Faction Cast, I'm still, I ain't paying, but I'll still be watching. I'll be watching too. I'm sure we're going to be doing a watch along during those two shows and I'll be watching it along live. Okay. Am I, I ain't paying for it. All right. But I'll be watching it. I'll be watching it on a, a clear, <laughs> on a clear, that bad boy is going to come in clear. Well, I doubt it's going to be 4k, but at least 720. All right. 1080 maybe. Um, but yeah, I'll be watching it too. But yeah, 
this guy needs to get the booking together. Your WrestleMania is coming in four weeks. We should at least know half the card. We only got one match that was announced as of Dynamite, and that was um, that was uh, no, she it was Strickland. Is Strickland who who won? I think it is. Yeah, I think it was a uh, Swerve. I think it was Swerve who won. He's going to go against Orange Cassidy for the title. So, you know, we need to uh, we need to get it together. Uh, Courtney says eighty degrees feels like ninety four. Uh, Tevin says AW luckily to get this VPN forty dollar bundle. Seriously, y'all, I'm I'll be from uh, the UK uh, that weekend. Um, it is what it is. Uh, been telling Tony to give me the pen. Yes, Faction Cast. I know you're going to, I know you want the pen just so you can write Jay Cargill back in. Like, you got all in for, yo, you have all in coming. Where is Jade? Where is she? We at least should be getting a video package of her on vacation or something like that and for her to come back. Where is she? What are we doing? Yeah, you know I mean, what are we doing? Like they're like people are like I don't know, man. It she's breaking hearts. I mean, there's gonna be a lot of people that are waiting for her to come back, or else they're gonna be like our boy Eddie. I quit AEW. Pace. Uh, Brian says, 84 degrees here in Chi-Town. It'll be damn near 100, 100 tomorrow with thunderstorms. And I don't mean Tony Storm or Thunder Rosa. Listen, it's supposed to be hot tomorrow, too. They didn't put out, like, it was It was supposed to be thunderstorms today, but it didn't rain at all. Um, it's supposed to be hot as hell this weekend. And then it's supposed to rain at some point next week. Like that hundred dollars going to the electric bill, yo. Pico done raised the prices on top of that. Um, Courtney said, okay, it was Swerve. So yeah, Swerve is getting the title shot against Orange Cassidy that I think is happening at All In or All Out, one of them. I remember here I remember them saying that she's gonna be um that he's they're they're getting a title shot at one of them shows. Uh Faction Cast says. Jade main eventing two pay-per-views back-to-back, my kind of booking. <laughs> and Courtney says she's on vacation and following her IG. We all are following her on IG and on Twitter. And on, well, no, she's not on TikTok. We're following her on all the socials. All of the socials. Uh, Devin says, yeah, it's going to be rough here in Chi-Town. Listen, it's going to be rough every damn where. AEW better hope sales for Fight Forever hold up given all the hype it had. Listen, I played it. I have brought it for the hubs day one and played it. And I haven't played it since. And he hasn't really played it since either. He said that I should have brought it for myself. I was like, yeah, but you were the one that was very excited about the game. I'll wait till it's either free on PlayStation Plus or 20 bucks. <laughs> like I'm hyped for the game and everything like that. Um, but I learned my lesson buying wrestling games. 
Um, and I'm hoping that they fix some of the stuff that I found issues with it on day one. Kenny claims that they're going to, you know, they're going to look into it and fix it and stuff. So I'm waiting for that to happen. Um, Courtney says they're having issues with the game. Yep, they are having issues with the game. There's some issues with it. I played it day one. Um, and like cool idea and stuff like that, but the, the finisher stuff is um the finishers are a bit wonky. Like, that's my biggest complaint. Normally, when you have the finisher, you just hit the button and then they set up the finisher. And it seems like with AEW game, you have to be in the position to do the finisher. So for like for Adam Cole, in order to do the Pamina Sunrise, you have to climb up on the top rope and your opponent has to be on the ground, which in theory, like, yeah, you want to be like, you know, feel like you're actually wrestling stuff like that. But when I go to play video games, sometimes I don't want to feel like I'm solving a Rubik's puzzle or something like that. I would like to just press the one button and just have the finisher be done for me. So that's my biggest issue. When you try to create a wrestler, the movesets, while it's in alphabetical order, there's no sort system so that if you need to go to a move that starts with the letter S, that you won't have to keep scrolling through everything in order to get to the letter S. That's my biggest issue. I haven't even attempted to create a rust or anything like that. So we'll see how that goes. He tried to play me for AEW purchase. <laughs> no, he wanted to play it, but he he wanted me to purchase it under me because I would more likely play the game more than him. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't. I don't think he's he he had touched that game since I brought it, and I haven't touched that game either. Um, I'm waiting for them to fix it. I played it. I played it in front of him, so he saw the issues that was with it, and he was like, "Yeah, just that's they want that hundred dollars. That's as much money as they have gotten from me." <laughs> If you want your money for all in, all out, refund me my purchase. Okay. Uh, Brian Cook said, haven't played a WWE 2K game since 2K16. Hated the congruent submission, the janky pen system they changed to, and the last great game in that series was 2K14. Sir. What? Boom, son. 2K14. I thought I had 2K16. I think I had 2K16 digitally because it was free or something. But boom, this is the last legit game that I like fully brought full price. Mainly because it was the uh, Undertaker edition. But yeah. I played like uh was it 2K22 because it was free with 2K23 coming out and I played the GM mode and it was okay. It was okay. I'm waiting for 2K23 to be free and I'll play that too. Um PS outside the created numerous wrestlers. I don't see why people cream all over the WWE 2K series. It's just 2K period, yo. Like I was playing Madden and we played um we had Madden 25, I think it is the last one that we really played 
and with I don't know what it is about 2K. All it is is a whole new game, and they just update the roster, and then really pretty much like the the barely do any any differences between the previous game and this game. I feel bad for my son. I warned my son because he's playing. Uh, he plays NBA 2K, and I warned him because you know he played. He's playing uh 22 or 23, and I told we told him like listen. 24 is going to come out. People are going to slowly stop playing 23 because 24 is going to come out. And told them, don't don't get caught up in that game of having to pay full price for just a new year. So, yeah. Um, oh, damn. Yeah. What's the Buick Taker? Yes. When I found, I found out that they had this edition, I don't even know where I brought this from. It may have been GameStop. Or something. But yeah. Or no. Was it GameStop? I don't know. I think the hubs may have brought this for me. Because he saw this edition. But yeah. The phenom-, the phenom edition. Like, I saw this and I was like, yo, <laughs> give me that. I ain't even... Did I open this? I think I did open it. Yeah, I did open it. Oh shit, it got a it has an autograph in here. Yeah, that is dope. Um now we're on our tangent of 2K 2K games. Uh last great NBA 2K game was 2K16. I haven't played NBA 2K in so long. I don't even remember the last 2K game I played. It was a long time. I barely play 2K. I put I barely play NBA. Um NFL, like I said, I played Madden. Um MLB. I only got the one with Bryce Harper on the cover because that was the free game. Um but yeah, I don't play 2K like that. Only play 2K for my career and my team and reg. Same for WWE. Only play it for my GM and my career. Yeah, I was happy about the GM mode coming back. Um, but I I was happy about the GM mode coming back, but I didn't play it like that when um when it came about. Um that's dope. <laughs> uh Matt and I play online, my team gotta start making content. Yo, online, I think the hubs that played Madden online. But yeah, online is a whole different ball game. We played um the franchise in Madden. And I made sure to play on a whole different, like a whole different conference from him. Of course, we're both Cowboys fans, so I let him play as the Cowboys. And I think I would take the Texans at that point. And then um, yeah, I made sure I was in like a whole different division from that guy because he he could play Madden. Yeah, we'll play the franchise mode. That's what that was the fun part of Madden was the franchise mode. Um, get your set. We doing an unboxing. Yeah, I realized. I think I may have took it out, but there's an autograph photo of the Undertaker. I don't have the game in here. I took the game out. <laughs> I took the game out and the game is not in my stack of games, which is weird. Um, Miss NFL Street. Yo, 
Oh man, I I didn't even take this stuff out. I don't think I played NFL Street. I don't think I played NFL Street like that. Um I think my I think it's it, it isn't in uh the NBA 2K. Isn't that part of it? NBA Street. Oh, I see it. NBA 2K and and 2K23 other than that NBA Street V2 was goaded. I thought that was a mode in 2K, but I guess not. I tell one of my neighbors that for years. He likes to buy NBA 2K Madden for the graphics, the Rush Uni, and the updated city gear. It's a waste of time, yo. Waste of time. Yeah, I didn't even know. Now, this is going up separate from... I gotta get out the light. Completely forgot this was in there. It's the um, silver thing. So this is actually legit signed by him, too. Because I know they'd be having them stacks of Johns that they signed. I had a fucking autographed item of The Undertaker this whole time. Jeez Louise. Um, I get the college football game when it comes out. Yo, I don't keep up with college football because I went to colleges that either did not have a college football team or had a sucky-ass college football team. And that's Temple. I went to Temple. Everybody's like, you know, um, this college, that college. I normally stay quiet because I'm like, Temple, hey. Like, I went to some of the games. That's, like, the only time you'll catch me at Lincoln Financial Field, other than WrestleMania, of course, is for the Temple games. And um, they'll get blown out and stuff like that. I'd just be there just to say I went to a football game. <laughs> and the tickets be, like, three three bucks, $10 and stuff like that. So, you know, I take the take the the son there so he could so we could uh catch a football game. NFL Blitz was nice too. Damn. I don't think I played NFL Blitz. I don't think I played NFL Blitz. Um Factor Cast, I never take my Pops action figures out the box. I don't either, so I still got I have my uh Pops out of the box, but I opened this to get the game out cuz I was playing the game at that time, but I didn't take um I didn't take the other stuff out until I I just happened to look in the back and I see that like there's a sticker. I'm not using this, but there's a sticker for your PlayStation game. I'm putting this back in there. There's a code. I I didn't even play. I I didn't even play 2K14 like that. What's this? Is this the game? No, this ain't the game. Oh, this is Undertaker, the streak disc, a DVD. Who plays DVDs anymore? I could just pull it all up on YouTube. But of course, it's the DVD. So yeah, so we did the unboxing. I'm leaving this out because it's an autograph item that I could put a hat up here this whole time. Yeah, I don't have anything autographed over there. Um, But yeah, I don't take my pops or my action figures out the box either. Gonna you know, put that back up there. I don't know what happened to the game. We're gonna put you there. There we go. I don't know what I did with the game. I wonder if I gave if I let my son borrow it to play. I doubt it. I don't know what I did with the game. But yeah, I got some uh Funko Pop Star Wars. I got a China Funko Pop. I don't got a lot of Funko Pops. 
don't know. I don't have enough room over there to do a whole thing. Uh, temple. Yeah. I, um, I mean, that's the only, that's the only college I really, rep. like I root for, like, of course, March Madness, you know, you got Villanova and all that stuff. So I'd like stick with the area. Like I give shout out to Penn State because it's, you know, Pennsylvania and stuff like that. But, you know, that's pretty much it. I don't really follow college football like that. Um, right now, heading to my sophomore year at Texas Southern. First year on campus, though. Yo, have fun. College is a whole ass experience. <laughs> Like you have like some responsibility, the responsibilities of being an adult, but it's like, um, it was fun. College is fun. Um, but you know, the, the fucking tuition for college is the whole thing. Uh, order the Usos bloodline action figure from ringside collectibles, $85 Lord. I ain't taking it out. Of, I ain't never taking it out of the box. Yeah. My stuff it stays in my in the uh, box as well. Um, but speaking of merchandise and stuff like that, did you know that the Bloodline Entertainment Network, we got merchandise as well. Look at that nice ass red shirt that we have here. Um, we, If you go to bloodlinenetwork.com slash merch, you can get all the nice shirts. You see there's the black t-shirt. There's the tank top for those who like to show the guns in the sun. We got V-neck t-shirt. We got V-neck t-shirts for those who like to keep it spicy. Um, we got women's sizes as well. We got men's sizes. And we got ones, we got things for the little babies as well. Get the onesies for the little ones. And we got other things too. We got um mugs, we got phone cases, notebooks if you want to take notes or write some angry ass letters to Tony Khan. You can do that as well. And we also have beach towels as Devin say, get your ass off the sand. Um you know, if you decide to go to the shore in 100 degree weather, that sand is hot as fuck. Uh so, you know, don't get caught tiptoeing or you know feel like you're walking on hot coals or sitting your ass on hot coals and get the beach towel as well so yeah um go to bloodline.com bloodlinenetwork.com slash merch and get your merchandise as well and get acknowledged too there's people who don't understand there's people who you know see the bloodline entertainment network i mean i have yet to really go a lot of places with the shirt so I don't know how people are going to uh, react to it. Like I've gone places with my um, with my Latino Heat shirt, and the cashier at the supermarket says that should say Latin Latina Heat too. Like women should be acknowledged as well. And I'm like, ma'am, do you even know what this means? Do you know who this guy is? Um, I also went. I have a Mom Three Sixteen shirt, and on the back it says because I said so one of my favorites i've had old women older ladies that sit there and say i really like your shirt and i'm like yeah you do yeah you do as devin said don't burn your ass get your beach towel that's right you don't want your ass burnt uh you know because you got to sit down and that shit's gonna hurt so get yourself a beach towel all right um brian says a rep for uic even though their basketball team has sucked for years. It doesn't matter if they don't win a game or if they don't somehow make it to the big dance. Go Flames. Yeah. I mean, I rep Temple. You know, I still, well, I haven't gone to a game in a pretty, in a while. Um, but, you know, I still rep Temple. 
you know, I, I still rep Temple. <laughs> I still rep them. Uh, but yeah, they their football team probably, I don't even think they ever had a winning season. But it's okay, you know. It is okay. Um, so going to the next thing, which is these guys, the fucking Judgment Day, which they have been pushed as far as becoming like the replacement for the bloodline. Um, but I'm happy that they're not breaking them up because WWE loves to break up tag teams and things like that. There is something going on uh, with Bobby Lashley talking to the Street Profits. And I think they also talked, I forgot who else he talked to. Um, who was the other? It was somebody else that he talked to. Damn, I, I had it in my head. It was somebody, oh, he's, he met with Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams. And so everybody's like, is this becoming the new Hurt Business? Are we about to do Hurt Business 2.0? I don't know. I'm just happy that we're starting to do something on Bobby Lashley, um, that they're remembering that, yes, Bobby Lashley has done something. Um, I don't know who, uh, I mean, we could blame Triple H for that because under Vince McMahon, Bobby Lashley was a fucking champion. Um, and then, of course, he lost to Brock Lesnar. But that's a whole other thing. Um, but And then he forgot that he is still technically champion because he lost a title that he didn't technically lose but anyway but under triple h we kind of seem to forgot that bobby lashley is existing so i'm hoping that we're doing something with bobby lashley if we are doing another faction with bobby lashley i am here for it um but with judgment day judgment day has definitely been killing it i know that a lot of people like seth rollins but a part of me does want Finn Balor to win. And for Finn Balor, and not really for so that Finn Balor and Damian Priest could start beefing because Damian has the um briefcase. But you know, for them to all have something. I think there's a way that I think there's a way that they can book it to where as though Finn wins the title and Damian holds the briefcase. And he could sit there and say, hey, if anybody takes the title off of you, you know, I will, um, I will cash in and make sure the title comes back to the um, Judgment Day. Um, Brian Cook says, you're not going to like this. Temple only had three All-Americans and also three bowl wins. Ouch. Yeah, it's been rough for temple people um it's been pretty rough um but yeah but as far as with the bloodline i mean not the bloodline as far as with um judgment day i'm hoping that you know i'm hoping that finn balor wins at SummerSlam because truthfully let's be honest um seth rollins don't necessarily need the title to be over like that man can be over no matter what um so i'm hoping like you can take the title off of seth rollins and seth rollins can go against someone you can even have it that um seth rollins gets attacked by someone to set up the next um to set up the next feud um and then have you know 
Damian Priest, because Damian Priest could hold that briefcase until next, what, next June, next July. So you're still going through the whole WrestleMania thing. You can even have it that he's holding that title so that whoever, if someone does defeat Roman Reigns um, at WrestleMania, he could either cash in on Roman Reigns or he can um, cash in on whoever wins or something like that, you know? Like, I don't know. Like, we could even have him cash in on the NXT champion and just keep all keep most of the belts with the Judgment Day. But I'm hoping that the Judgment Day... Um, I hope the Judgment Day get, doesn't get broken up because they are definitely been killing it. Dom, of course, who can't even say a word because of the amount of heat this guy brings with him. No matter what city they go into... There are people who's going to boo the hell out of him and, you know, um, who's going to boo the hell out of him and he won't be able to get a word out. Now, I do appreciate that they are calling audible. So they have either Rhea say something or they have um, Damian Priest say something uh, if he tries to say something. Um, That's why I'm hoping that Dominic doesn't lose the, uh, the title this weekend. Uh, you know, but with them, weirdly, we had Apollo Crews wrestle Damian Priest on Raw, which I thought was pretty weird. I don't know, like, I don't know what we're doing for Apollo Crews here. He, I had some hope for him that he went back up to the main roster for when he was NXT. Um, but it seems like we don't know what we're doing with him again, that he's just pretty much there. Um, but we had the contract signing with Finn Balor and Seth Rollins, of course, them showing that, um, Judgment Day is in full force. They attacked uh, Kevin Owens and Seth Roll- I mean, Sami Zayn came out to help out Seth Rollins, and um, but the Judgment Day was able to take them out. And unfortunately, KO is apparently uh, injured, like for real, for real injured, which sucks. I don't know how bad. I didn't read up on how bad his injury is. We will have to see, but just sucks that um that he that he's injured him and Liv Morgan are pretty injured um (laughs) Apollo Crews is the new gatekeeper for the main roster for real like they just don't know what to do with this guy he had promise in NXT until they gave him that weird ass like Marvel Marvel Avengers type of shit where he can like see what's about to happen and then not do what's about to happen. It was, it's fucking weird. Um, and then bleeding from the eyes and stuff. I'm like, he, somebody needs to turn off the fucking event, uh, Marvel marathon or something. <laughs> like what are we doing here? But he, he did show promise to me that, you know, we were kind of getting something out of him, like some type of character work instead of him being the, I'm I'm happy and I'm going to smile stuff like that that it was some type of aggression with him especially when he turned heel uh and he didn't have an accent but now he's just like there on the main roster like I completely forgot that he was on the main roster until he had the match um recently so it is what it is with that but I'm happy for the judgment day that you know they are getting their flowers because all four of them are talented of course and you know we got dominic dirty dom who is just living the best life you know went to jail 
came out. He got the girl. He got the cool ass, uh, a cool ass look. Like who would have thought that that little at not the little kid, but when he was side by side with his dad, going after the tag team titles, just green as all hell, that he would have turned into what he is now. Just the most over fucking heel in WWE right now. And then, of course, Damian Priest, the level 79 archer. And then, of course, Finn Balor, who hasn't eaten a carb since 1997. Um, they just been killing it. And of course, you know, Rhea Ripley. God damn. Like, every time. Uh, just steal your woman, steal your wife, steal your girlfriend. And, of course, steal... Um, buddy matthews um confidence because my goodness uh, i've he's just been he's just been getting destroyed over there and of course uh every time the acclaim comes out max caster sits there and tries to cut a um he tried to do a rap on buddy matthews and buddy matthews just let all the aggression out on him Dirty Dom helping Rhea stretch stretching Tuesday. I saw the and I did see the video of her getting asked, "What do she and Dominic like to do?" And they bleep the word. They bleep the word that she said. I think she said "talk" because it was one syllable that she said, but still, um, you know, I like. Buddy Matthews has to be like completely destroyed. Um, like every time, like he probably don't even watch wrestling anymore. He probably, well, I don't know if he still tweets out whenever, um, you know, I don't know if he tweets out or anything like that, but geez, like every single week, this man has to be. What the fuck y'all got? Damn! God damn! Yeah, but. They're holding hands. They're calling. They officially called her on on a commentary Dom's girlfriend. Like it's officially being said that she is the girlfriend, and she got the dirty Dom on her cheek and stuff like that. Brian Cook says Dom is so lucky. He's getting better and better. He also gets to be around Mommy Rhea and work with her in Judgment Day every week. They look like they they look like they legit working together. Like they're having fun. They're having a lot of fun. But yeah, Dom is, Dom's just living a life. Like I said, look at the difference between Cody Rhodes and Dominic. Dominic done went to jail, okay? He came out of jail. He got fucking Mommy Rhea calling him her Latino heat. He's in like a, a, a very good faction and everything like that. And then you look at Cody who, you know, all about family and positivity and stuff like that. And he got his ass whipped by Brock Lesnar in front of his mom, had his arm broken, couldn't even pick up his child and had his ass whipped by his mom who no sold the shit out of that. She didn't even look concerned. WWE, of course, had to edit the hell out of that segment when they replayed it on SmackDown or they replayed it on Raw or something like that. I forgot. No, they replayed it on SmackDown. And they had to edit the hell out of it because his mom just sat there just like, there he goes, you know, there he goes once again. Um, but like, <laughs> I mean, she's probably used to it, truthfully, because, you know, sorry to say for y'all who are like Cody Rhodes fans, but he 
every single time he's either talking about his dad or his daughter or something like that. And he has to sit there and say, what do y'all want to talk about today? But even back to AEW, this man gets teary eyed damn near every promo, no matter what. And his mom's probably just tired of that shit because pretty much with every time she sees him, this is probably all that she's. Excuse me. Like, buddy confidence is super low. Yo, man, I don't know. Malachi Black and uh, Brody King are probably, like, giving this man a hug. He's probably in therapy at this point. Like, you see your girl, get, like, fucking Dominic Mysterio is on a higher level than you. And you got Rhea Ripley as your actual girlfriend, and people don't even, like, acknowledge that, you know? People don't even acknowledge that that is your woman because they like seeing her with Dominic. Remember people were comparing Dom and Hook? Yeah, I remember that. Yep, I remember that. I wasn't, I don't, I don't recall, I don't think I was making that connection. Because I wasn't a believer of Dom as a heel. I was not a believer that Dom would be a good heel because I felt as though he's too nice. You know, he has such like a baby face, stuff like that. I was not convinced that he would be a good heel. And this motherfucker made me definitely like, I was completely wrong about it. Definitely one of my favorites. And in, in WWE right now, one of my favorite heels right now. He's been killing it. Okay, it's fucking d dirty Dom. I keep calling him dirty Dom, but that's that convict Dom, just killing it each week. No matter what city they go into, this man gets nuclear heat. Like, do you know how good of a heel you have to be that no matter what city you go in, those casuals will boo the hell out of you. You sense the darkness in Tom early. I did not. I knew that it was coming. I knew the heel turn was coming, but I didn't. I knew it was coming, but I didn't think it would be as good as it was. But Devin's pretty. Let the hate flow through you. Yeah. Like I wasn't a believer in him being a, a good heel. I knew he was going to turn heel and I was ready for it, but I didn't think he would be a good, do a good job. Like, it's crazy. Hey, it took it just took Dom some time to grow into healed him, just like Bailey. She's such a sweetheart in life. True, true. It did take time for him to turn heel. I wasn't a believer before he turned heel. I knew he was going to turn heel, and I wasn't a believer in it. But the moment he kicked Edge in the nuts and sat there and pushed the shit out of, uh, clotheslined the shit out of his dad, I was like, okay, okay. He got me with that one. Uh, I popped for it, you know, that was pretty good. And then, you know, slowly but surely, you know, he got with with um, Rhea and then the Judgment Day and stuff like that, especially, you know, once he went to jail. <laughs> once he went to jail, I think that's what really did it. That's what really got him over the top. Really a great message that we're sending to the kids here. Like, just go to jail, you'll get the hot girlfriend, and you'll be cool as fuck among people. 
Oh man, I, I laugh. I laugh every single time I think about that. Like the difference between how Dom, what how Dom is how Dom is doing versus fucking Cody Rhodes. Like completely different paths, and Dom is doing a hell. Of, Dom has a title. Cody don't have a title. I mean, Cody had a title when he first was in WWE, but since since Cody has come back. He had a title shot, but he didn't win a title. Even though, yes, it is the eight NXT North American title, it's still a title. Cody is still trying to finish the fucking story. <laughs> Cody is still trying to finish the fucking story. Whereas though Dom is just he done he done threw water in his in his sister's face. He told his mom to shut up. He sat there and whooped his dad's ass, called him a deadbeat and stuff like that. And this guy is still alive. <laughs> <laughs> he is still alive yes dom doing that hard time i mean we we're just celebrating dom right you think this is a game to me i served hard time yes he's just living the life you know he is just living the life but shout out to dom and the judgment day they just been killing it and of course you know it's feeling like they are going to be the slight replacement of the bloodline but i have a slight theory and we're gonna go into our final topic of the night and of course it is the title of the episode tribal combat as i reach for this like they need to be on the front Ooh, my light they need to be on the front of this okay we got the tribal combat between Roman Reigns and Jey Uso. Um, first of all, the Bloodline storyline has been the moneymaker of WWE. And I have a slight theory of something that I'm hoping that they would do. People probably might not like it because people are like getting tired of the Bloodline, this, that, and the third. I don't know if it's just the fact that, you know, it's the whole, you know, heel type of situation. But I feel like, we can do a bullet club situation here, which they're kind of like hinting at. I don't know how, if there's like hinting at this actually happening, but just like with the bullet club where we had Finn Balor as a leader, then it went to um, AJ Styles, then Kenny Omega. And it was just like a different type of bloodline. I think, you know, Roman eventually passes the torch over to Jey Uso. Jey Uso becomes the new tribal chief and we have a new type of bloodline. You could bring in some other people like, you know, we had Sami Zayn as the honorary Uso, which was, you know, as we saw, very fucking fun, even though he wasn't like officially blood. He definitely played so well with them. And I feel like, yeah, you can take the bloodline and start to make them as a face instead of a heel. Now, you could probably, I mean, I, I don't know how they would do it if Jay does take over for him to be as a face. Because with the heels, they like to interfere and stuff like that. So I don't know how. I mean, it can be done. It can be done if Jay takes over and you want people to interfere. You can have them go against another fact, a heel faction that may have interferences and stuff like that. And then you have, you know, whoever interferes but i'm hoping that they do a bullet club situation where jay uso becomes the new leader of the bloodline roman takes some much needed time off and you know enjoy himself and his family and stuff like that and take a nice breather and you have jay take over now can jay uh, they call him main event jay will jay's 
um, bloodline be as strong as when the bloodline was on the Roman reigns? No, I don't think we'll ever get to that type. We'll, we will probably never see again, a strong storyline and have a champion be champion for what three years. And for every single time he is announced to be on TV, people actually, people tune in and people respond to the bloodline. We will probably never see this again. However, I think they could still keep things going as far as keeping the bloodline going, as, uh, keeping the bloodline going and being as popular. Like, I think WWE can do it to where as though they have a new bloodline and like kind of keep things going. You could bring back, um, you could bring back Sami Zayn into the bloodline. You could even bring in KO. I mean, KO is, um, KO is injured, so you could probably use this time if Jay takes over as the new bloodline leader. You could bring in Sami Zayn at that point and bring back the honorary ooze and stuff like that. And you could pretty much make it fun again. Um, <laughs> here go Devin, because we done mentioned we done mentioned the tribal chief. Roman will be champion forever. And then, of course, in case you don't know what he means by forever, uh, he means for a Ver. <laughs> Forever. <laughs> well, you need to talk to Triple H or Vince McMahon, somebody. Um, but I think we're gonna have this tribal combat, which you know, didn't even think that we would get something like that. Normally, I'm not really fine with the whole title stipulation like the viking viking rules match and stuff like that um but when i heard tribal combat i'm like i'm digging it i mean you saw a look on roman's face um because it seems like we're getting to another chapter we're bringing in the elders here because then roman was like did the elders approve this and jay says they're the ones who suggested this they're the ones who called it and that's when you saw a difference in Roman Reigns' face because he was like, oh, shit. <laughs> then you saw him, like, start making faces, stuff like that, because if I'm not mistaken, isn't his dad one of the elders? I think it's his dad. I think his dad is one of the elders. And I don't know if Rakishi is considered an elder as well, but I think it's his dad that's considered the elder of the bloodline. So if I'm if I'm correct with that, like he made a face like the fuck my dad though, and then he tried to like you know switch it up like you know I'm the tri I'm the tribal one. You think this is easy? This that and the third. So I'm fine. Like I said, I'm fine with the match between these two. I find it like I don't know if anyone noticed, but it's very 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 good. Like come around in a full circle that the bloodline started with these two at wrestle at SummerSlam. And now, you know, we are potentially coming to the end of the bloodline with these two at SummerSlam. Um, Devin, yep. His pops is elder. Yeah. I forgot who was the other one. Cause if I'm mistaken, it's his dad. And I think it was his uncle as well, but yeah, his pops is the elder who, who suggested for this, which makes it even crazier. Like I'm hoping WWE does like some type of like, vignette or something like that or a batch stay segment of roman calling his pops to ask like why are you doing this like why are you calling for this you don't believe in me as the try like we i would love 
I would love to make that. I, I hope they make that as a video package or I mean a vignette or like a segment of him calling his pops, yo. Cause I'm like, your dad is the one who said tribal combat. Like put your thing, like he, like there is something here. Like your dad is the one who called for this to happen for you to possibly no longer be the leader of the bloodline. You know, I will, I really hope that they lean into that and get more story out of that. Um, Cause I know we're what about a week away per week. We're like a week away from SummerSlam, but I'm hoping that we get that vignette of him talking about his dad. Even if they decide to, um, if they bring his dad there at SummerSlam and they have a backstage segment of him talking to his dad about it. Like, are you sure why you, you know, why, why are you doing this? Basically I'm your son. I've been the tribal chief. I'm in the head of the table, this, that, and the third, not exactly go off on his dad because you know, his dad probably would fuck him up still to this day, but still I will, I really hope that they lean into that and have him like talk to his dad. Like, why did you call it? But I really love the fact that this has come full circle. Like main event J, you know, it's come around. This may be, this more likely will be the main event of SummerSlam. Um, now, do I think that Jay Uso is going to actually win at SummerSlam? I don't think so. I think that this will lead into another match between them. Um, was I mean. I keep thinking of the big four as far as like for Roman to get defeated. Like it's very like Roman could possibly like be defeated and still win the title. You know what I mean? Like something crazy, like a DQ or something for a J to officially win, but Roman still keeps the title. I'm very curious to how they're going to book this. Um, but I know people are like, no, it's going to be Roman versus um, Cody at mania 40 or something like that. But this, like this uh, storyline, this uh, bloodline civil war, they can definitely drag this out. I mean, the fact that we had the build up and the continuation of the bloodline for like the past three years and it was like so fucking popular and it put over, it put over people like Sami Zayn got so fucking over with the with the uh bloodline not saying that he wasn't over before i mean before he was in a fucking you know wild ass match with johnny knoxville and then the following wrestlemania he was so over that people were um i got like some i think it's cat hair on my nose um he's so over that people were calling for him to go against roman reigns for the title and was upset that he got defeated by roman reigns you know that's how crazy it got and then with the Usos, with Jay turning on Roman, the pop that he got for it, with the Usos becoming so damn popular again, with Solo getting over, you know. So I'm hoping that they definitely continue with this um, because it's it's such a great, it's such such good shit, such good shit. Um, but yeah, I'm just hoping that they continue on. Uh, with this because this story has been amazing um but yeah i'm hoping that they definitely do a a bullet club type of situation where jay eventually takes over the bloodline roman takes a, a vacation and then maybe roman comes back and takes over it again 
like I said, Roman, like Roman doesn't like just like Seth Rollins, Roman really doesn't need the title in order to be over, especially the way that he is. The title like really adds on to the whole tribal chief thing because you can't call yourself tribal chief and the head of the table and you don't have a title. But still, I think that Roman and the like this storyline is so good that they don't really necessarily need the title with it. But I know people want him to hold on. People want Cody to win the title at Mania 40, which means that they want Roman to hold the title until Mania 40. Um, Truthfully, I cannot wait for, I know that I'm a Cody Rhodes hater, but I can't wait for Mr. Adversity to finally win the title just so people can see what, like, just so people can get their wish. And then we'll see from there how the title reign goes. Because a lot of times with um with these with the chase for these titles, the chase for the title is better than the title reign. So I'm very, I'm very interested to see it once Cody gets this title, how people are gonna like him. Y'all better not fucking complain within six months of him holding the title that y'all bored or stale. Y'all want this person to win. No, 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 no. Y'all keep that same fucking energy. Y'all keep that energy. Y'all better be sitting there asking for him to beat Roman Reigns' record for as hype and as upset people has been for Cody and this damn title. That's all I'm going to say about that. But once people start getting um, start getting tired and upset of Cody Rhodes, I'm going to sit there and say, I told you so. I told you so. Um, and get your said, okay, Alpha and Sika were the, um, are the elders. Yeah, I knew there was a second person. Um, get your elders about to show like ghost Jedi. <laughs> Seriously, yo, I'm just waiting. I, I really hope that the elders like appear on TV or something, or we at least see Roman on the phone talking to him. <laughs> Rakishi wear jacket on deck and the sunglasses. Rakishi needs to wear the sunglasses as well. Um, we, we definitely need cool ass Rakishi back. But yeah, I'm, I can't wait to, I'm hoping that, I know that they were planning for um, Alpha and Sika to show up at a pay-per-view, but they couldn't, they couldn't, um, they weren't healthy enough to make the trip at that time. I think, I forgot which one of them was sick, but one of them was sick at the time and they couldn't make the trip. But I'm really hoping that the elders like show up for a segment or something like that. Like, I really want to see the interaction of Roman, like really asking like, why did you call for this to happen? Like, you don't want me to be the tribal chief no more. Like, I really want to see that interaction. I think that would be such a great dynamic, especially if the elders are siding with Jay Uso for Jay to take over as the new tribal, um, as the new tribal chief. But yeah, but tribal combat is coming. Um, I know that they call for tribal combat, so I don't know if that comes with some type of rules or something like that. Um, I mean, I know it's pretty much like um, it's pretty much uh, um, the title of the tribal chief on the line or something like that. But I am interested to see if they are going to do something unique. Now, I know I just said a few minutes ago that I'm not the biggest fan of the um, of the titled matches and stuff like that. But I am curious to see if this tri- if the tribal combat comes with, you know, the elders ringside or something like that. Like I'm 
I'm really, I'm really curious to see. But like I said, I'm hoping that this just leads to Jay Uso taking over as the bloodline, and the bloodline has a new chapter under Jay Uso, just like we see with the Bullet Club. For all the things that they like to copy, I hope that they take that idea. That yes, you have a great um a great faction that has been making you so much money and holding you down for all these years that you just keep it going and you can add people under jay uso and stuff and you know if bobby lashley does have this new faction with the street profits and carmelo hayes and trick williams you can have them go against the the reformed uh bloodline as well while you know roman reigns is away so I'm hoping that's what we do, you know. Um, I can't wait for that to happen. But yeah, um, we got some, I mean, SummerSlam is booked. Uh, we're, like I said, what, two weeks away from SummerSlam. And um, we got the uh, we got the card going here. So, of course, um, we had Ronda Rousey who accepted the match between her and Shayna Baszler. So we got that going. Gunther versus Drew McIntyre. We got Ricochet versus Logan Paul. Cody Rhodes versus Brock Lesnar. Asuka, who, my gosh. The fact that they definitely, like, this is all Triple H. The fact that Triple H has missed book Asuka in this feud, she has been pretty much been there between this whole thing between Charlotte Flair and Bianca Belair. Why is your champion feeling like she's just a jobber or something while Charlotte Flair and Bianca Belair is getting like all the attention here, but there's going to be a triple threat match for the women's championship. Seth Rollins versus Finn Balor for the world heavyweight championship. We don't have um, Rhea Ripley yet on the, the title card, but it seems like we are going to be working towards her versus Raquel she got back Rodriguez and then of course the tribal combat for um Roman Reigns versus Jey Uso for the title and for the recognition of tribal chief now it'll be a complete shocker if somehow Jey Uso wins this like everybody can kiss the fuck and finish the story sec finish the story goodbye unless this is just you know for Roman to take the break, have Jay win, Jay carry the title for a little bit, and then Roman wins it back. I don't know, but I highly doubt that we're going to have Roman Reigns lose at SummerSlam. Like I said, for him to have the title for that long, his loss has to come at WrestleMania. Sorry to say. Um, sorry to Jay Uso, but I got, of course, I'm, I know I'm calling it early, but I know Devin going to be happy with this one, but I got Roman Reigns winning there. But yeah, we got uh, we got seven matches here. I don't know. I doubt we're going to... I hope we add the Rhea Ripley match here to make it eight matches, you know, and call it a day. Um, but yeah, but SummerSlam is definitely looking good. Hopefully, you know, hopefully Tony Khan get it together as far as the booking for all out and all in and everything. But um yeah, but that is pretty much it for the Russell Bread podcast. Um thank you so much for listening. Um podcast at Russell Bread as well. 
Be sure to, first of all, I didn't even mention it. Be sure to go to the website, bloodlinenetwork.com for everything. Um, If you are a fan of sports entertainment, sports entertainment, um, fantasy baseball, fantasy football, um, movies, entertainment, anime, gaming, instead of clicking to all these different websites, you can go to bloodlinenetwork.com all in one website and you can get all the information that you need if you are on the youtube channel whether you are here live live yeah or you are re-watching this be sure to hit the like button and subscribe punch that like button like brock lesnar was punching cody Rhodes this past week as well and like i said you can go and get your merchandise bloodlinenetwork.com slash merch to get you some nice ass t-shirts and we got the beach towels as well if it's going to be 100 or 90 degrees where you're at and you trying to go to the shore or the beach get your ass off the sand okay and get you a beach towel that's bloodlinenetwork.com slash merch like i said you can follow me at jdc137 okay um i'll be posting some stuff as well Also, too, if you are a gaming fan and you like the vibes that I'm giving, be sure to check out Late Night Gaming with JD. That is Mondays at 11.15 p.m. EST. So after Raw goes off, hop on over to the Twitch channel and you can watch me play some video games. Coming Monday, I am starting Last of Us, which I only played like maybe 20 minutes of. And I stopped and that was a long time ago. So I will be playing Last of Us. So if you're a fan of Last of Us, it'll be my first time playing. My Well, slightly first time playing it. So be sure to check that out. And then on Tuesdays, it's Star Wars Tuesday. You can go. Let me uh, get my Stormtrooper. Watch me play some Star Wars. Okay. I am playing um, Star Wars Jedi Survivor on Tuesdays. That's at 1030. So if you watch NXT, check out NXT 30 minutes later. Come to the Twitch channel and you can watch me play some Jedi Survivor and watch me whoop a bunch of these people asses um, with my double-bladed lightsaber as well. And then, of course, don't just stay around for late night gaming for JD. Be sure to check out Gaming with the Tribal Chief. Devin is playing Destiny 2. So if you're a fan of Destiny 2 first-person shooters, be sure to check that out. That's Wednesdays and Fridays at 12.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And like I said, Bloodline Entertainment Network, we have a whole slew of podcasts, so be sure to check them all out. Cage, my IQ, Clark Street Wrestling Podcast, the, um, all, I mean, out of here, Roller Slappers. If you are trying to play some fantasy football like yours truly and you've been under a pebble and you don't know your sleepers and stuff like that check out roller slappers they have been doing mock drafts and stuff like that and a lot of great information um for you as well who they think you should pick up also be sure to check out other podcasts like top rope wrestling talk the broadcast the tim king show the universal wrestling podcast the director's cut uh we also got some new shows um, say it with your, uh, say it with your, get, get it off your chest. I think it's called, is it get off your chest, Devin? I don't have, I forgot to write it down with my list of things, but we do have some new shows, um, that we have coming along. We got shows, at least two to three shows damn near daily. So be sure 
to go to bloodlinenetwork.com. You can check out all the show, all the podcasts there. We have some great articles as well, too. And we got some audio shows as well. Get it off your chest. Okay. I was about to say, say it with your chest. That's Kevin Hart. And I, I keep, I, um, I sometimes say, say it with your chest. Get it off your chest with that. Um, that's the new audio show. So be sure to check it out. Go to bloodlinenetwork.com. Check out all the podcasts and, you know, see which ones that you like. If there is a podcast that you really like, go check them out live. Be sure to like and subscribe and, you know, follow us on all the socials as well. But thank you so much for tuning in. Um, shout out to every, everyone in the chat as we had a lot of um, tangents with me doing a, a impromptu unboxing of my 2K14 Undertaker coffin case. And then, of course, us talking about game shows and, you know, the the heat, the heat that we gave to Tony Khan as well. But thank you guys so much for tuning in, whether you're watching this live or the replay. And like if you um, are watching this replay, you can catch me live, L-I-V-E live, yeah, every Thursday at 9 p.m. EST exclusively on the Bloodline Entertainment Network. So thank you guys so much for watching. And until next time, guys, peace. You're listening to the Russell Bread Podcast. Yeah, we, we. With one beer.